0: This episode of The Wedding Film School Show is brought to you by MusicBed, the best music licensing platform for wedding filmmakers. Head over to themusicbed.com and enter our code WFS on checkout to get a free month on your annual wedding subscription. Now, on to the show. The point of this episode is to talk about today, maybe why you should consider uh, associates, but also maybe dispel some of these notions. It should be
1: inspiring. I yeah. guess maybe one yeah. say, like associates should inspire you. It you know, gives more.
0: you the flexibility to be able to do more of the things that you want.
1: When I no longer have to plug X in or, hey, I'm going to hang out with this couple and shoot more. I know for a fact that when I walk back in, the lights are going to be there. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be working. That is helping me be more creative because I'm, focused on the couple for an extra 15 minutes
0: getting at least like a new blood to just be in and be hungry and like helping you out you will be shocked how good these people can get I yes.
1: promise
0: you right my you gonna all right hey everyone welcome to the wedding film school show my name is Jared again joined by my business partner and friend Jason McCutcheon in the house hey man
1: how is your week
0: you know uh my week is uh full of uh, construction and painting projects mm. and uh so it's uh terrible actually it's been awful that's yeah, why it's not fun I, that's why i i'm i'm dressed like a, a scrub today yeah my, i mean i've been lumberjack flannel
1: <laughs> if you're listening to the show we've been talking about this studio a lot yeah. and um if you're a regular listener by the way thank you for being a regular listener we appreciate you guys so much Thank you for going on this journey with us. Soon we'll be in a fancy new studio, which will sound better and look better and, quite frankly, be a lot easier to make the, what we do in. So, But, that being said, um, the building process for this new studio has not gone as planned as any building project goes. And so, definitely been a little frustrating. But I am ready to get back to weddings again, ready to start doing what we do Um We're from New England, if you didn't know. New England has very cold winters, and it's about to turn that corner and get into wedding season again.
0: I can't believe we're already coming up on the new wedding season. It's it's always like, oh, man, I can't wait till the winter when we can actually, like, do things. Really focus on getting organized. Well, I'm thinking just, like, go snowboarding and spend time with my family and, like, do things that I actually like to do because over the summertime, like, God knows, like, I don't get to do things. <laughs> like, I don't get to go to the beach. Like, weekends are gone, as you yes, know. If you're yes. in the wedding industry for over a year and you have already have at least one season under your belt, you're like, oh, man, free time? Like, oh, weekends? Like, people get those things? This is crazy. Yes, uh, yes. So well, now getting out of the season where I've actually been able to spend a little bit of time, I can't believe it's already gone.
1: <laughs> well, you know, you speaking of, free time and free weekends. Today, we're going to be talking about, I think, one of the number one kind of, you know, when I talk to people in the industry, they're like, you should do a class on this. You should do this. And they always talk to us about like associates and team building and and all these things. And I've always hesitated a little because I've always thought through like, is do people really all need associates? Do they really need this. Is it really important? And don't you feel like you know, after 2020 and all the reschedules with 2021, like, we have a new understanding of, like, how important it is to have people in your corner who can help you with your business, like, whether it be shooters, editors, any, any of those
0: things. Yeah, I feel like before 2020, we would always be like, oh, you know, like, you should add an associate to your team, like, it would really allow your business to grow, at least consider it, and people would be like, I don't want to
1: do It was that. like two types of businesses, it'd be like the guy who's like i'm a real artist and then there's like i have teams and who right. cares i just make money right <laughs> like, right and that's how it's viewed and i think a lot of people um maybe have a different understanding a different desire to have some associates and all that stuff
0: well, i was going to say like now talking to somebody on facebook or people that might reach out to the show they're like Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. And it's like, it's such an easier conversation to have now. Mm -hmm. We used to be like, oh yeah, maybe you should add someone. Everyone would be like, no, 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 not for me. Right. It's not the kind of business I want to run. Nowadays, everyone is like, all you see is the same, the same exact people are like, you know, is anyone like looking to edit a little bit more? I need a shooter. Or I need a shooter. Yeah. And it's just like, I think just like the exposure to like you were everyone was forced to have to have somebody help their business survive mm-hmm. you know over over covid and now they're like oh you know what that actually wasn't too bad like i can actually do this and i can survive and actually maybe enjoy it a little bit more
1: why don't and we just define that then
0: right what is an
1: associate what are we even talking about because in this episode today we're gonna be talking about you know really i think what every wedding filmmaker should have associates
0: right yeah i think um just the supposition for most people is that an associate is just somebody who can come on and shoot and lead essentially another team with, with the shooting side of, of uh, you know, uh, filming weddings. Um, but I do. Basically,
1: think... the person who lets you shoot two weddings in one day. Exactly. Yeah.
0: I do think the role of an associate uh, goes beyond that. I think it could be like the roles that an associate can fill is even like an assistant. Mm-hmm. Like I would consider an assistant an associate. Um, kind of
1: anyone who's just associated with your brand helping you make what you make. yep, yes, an associate,
0: I think so. So roles assistant, it could be a second shooter. It could be a lead shooter. Could be that kind of person that allows you to shoot a second The traditional
1: wedding. associate.
0: I would even say a drone operator, someone mm-hmm. who just films drone separately. And I would even say an editor should be an associate. And and it could be an
1: employee. They could be a contract, probably are contractors for most of you. They probably should be contractors for most of you. But they're just anyone who, maybe you're not a team-based business. And so I kind of want to just get that out there because whenever we talk about this topic, people immediately, they might know a little bit about what Jared and I do. And they're immediately saying like, well, that's easy for you to say. And you're running a volume business and all these things. And I'm always like, No, not talking about your business is your business still. You're still going to need people. And we're not talking about shooting 200 weddings. We're talking about like whatever, the 25, 30 weddings that you're already doing, that you're very happy to do. I still think you should have associates. Mm -hmm. And my case today will be hopefully very clear why and how you should have an associate.
0: Yeah. So let's dive into... um why a lot of people have maybe avoided bringing people on. Kind of, we just talked a little bit about, like, before 2020, what some of people's problems with associates were, maybe why they were like, nah, not for me. Definitely like, a negative stigma. Right, right. What what are some of those reasons that um, you've seen?
1: I mean, we I always bring up Copper Stallion Media, right? It's just like, they just the, the stigma of, like, just a, basically a booking agency that yeah. doesn't really do anything and doesn't care about quality. I think like our industry is all about ego. Right. Right. The amount of like the people who are doing this, a lot of them they are kind of hobbyists who figured out they're pretty good at something and they wanted to do it more. And, and like, that's how they get the values of, like, well, I'm a great artist. And, and I would never debase myself right? by like being some basically like having these. And so I think the fear of lack of quality is a big one that people I think have.
0: Definitely. Definitely, like, which
1: is somewhat founded.
0: I, I think so too. Um, you know, I think the definition, like we talk about copper stallion, we kind of poke fun because <laughs> if, if you, you not, don't know
1: copper stallion uh, media, uh, they're uh, just a company that fleeced a bunch of people out of money, and they're in the news a lot, so they're kind of like the prototypical crappy volume.
0: Yes, yes. Booking the, This is the uh, the company that everyone likes to poke fun of, uh, but I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, they really dragged our industry down, and it's the reason why. If a bride is hesitant uh, to to book your services, or, or really is like, you know, oh, like I just want this in place. I want these certain things. Do you in remember my the review you read the, the other day? The reason why those kind of hesitations exist is because of Copper Stallion. Do you
1: remember yeah. the one star review you read the other day? You yeah, that was ours.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: like it was just some volume brand, but well, it was like those things we see that all the time. Like, well, I never got my wedding film.
0: And and I think there's a little bit of a. a a vocabulary lesson here with, with like volume brand versus booking agency, Mm -hmm. like the volume brand. A lot of people would call us a volume brand uh, with our company, but I can tell you right now, like we're not hiring. Yeah. I want to be a volume brand like Amazon. Yeah. Like they do a lot of business. So
1: what? (laughs) Right.
0: But I'm not like when you book my company, when you book, stop, go love, you are booking. I know exactly who's going to be filming your wedding. I know who's going to be editing your wedding. A lot of these booking agencies, they don't have editors on staff. Yeah, they never want to like the process. They've never is... actually filmed a real wedding. They've only booked people to do mm-hmm. the wedding, and they are the broker essentially. So that's what a booking agency is. And I think that's different than like maybe a volume brand. Uh, to, you know, like a lot of people will call us maybe a volume brand. I like to think of ourselves as more of a studio. Yeah, uh, or a studio. just <laughs> a studio. Um, But yeah, that's some of the differences. Good at business. I think another reason why people might not want to book, besides quality, besides kind of that that negative stigma, um, is the amount of work that it takes to have to maybe train people. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's just
1: like they perceive to have a lot of work and they're terrified of like what. That's actually one of the. When I talk to experienced people who like respect me, they don't think anything negative about what we do. Yeah. But they'll be like, well,
0: I would never want to do what you do though. Right. Because right. I don't want to manage that. Maybe they've brought a person on in the past and they've been like, oh, you know, that person um, really sucked. Like, I, I hired them on. It was a bad experience. It was a bad experience. Like, I hired them on to a wedding and they overexposed all their footage. And you're like, well, yeah. But at the end of the day, why did that happen? You know, we'll I heard get a into guy the other things. day,
1: he's like, oh, tell your shooters not to smoke pot. And this guy showed up high. And <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 those kind of hell experiences. Like, you're kind of like, letting a little bit of control go of your brand. Yes. I think that is definitely something people are
0: nervous about. I was talking to one of my uh, close photographer friends, Molly, Molly Lowe, uh, last year. And she (laughs) texts me, pissed i was like on a saturday night and it was a wedding i was actually at a different wedding she texted me she's like can you believe these guys <laughs> these, all these videographers showed up and both the videographers were wearing sweatpants <laughs> to like <laughs> this but not like the
1: sweatpants that like trick you into thinking they're dress pants no 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 no, no. <laughs> like no. Real sweatpants. they're like velour <laughs> like <laughs> gray sweatpants yeah
0: yeah yeah heather gray sweatpants <laughs> and she was like can you believe these effing guys showed up to the Papanessa in this beautiful, like, bougie, you know, venue uh, with, like, a real planner, like, and and they just had hired some schmucks off the street to, like, film a wedding, and they show up at sweatpants. Like, that's, that's kind of, like, the types of bad experiences I think a lot of people will have if they're just hiring some second shooter that they've never worked with in the past.
1: I think a lot of another negative why people have a bad... Is like they, they don't have a broad enough, to, like we have talked about the definition. Yeah. They don't really have a broad enough definition of what an associate is. And so then they can't really imagine how they could be using and leveraging them. Mm-hmm. So they pretty much only think like for, you know, oh, I solo shoot weddings, which I would always say you shouldn't do that. That's my opinion. But but also I don't ever get double booked. I don't need that. Like, I don't need it at all. And I would even, like, hopefully at the end of this episode, even if you're, like, still committed to not having associates or working with anyone ever, which I respect, um, you could at least see that maybe there's some value to it besides just getting, dealing with being double booked. Mm -hmm. Because that's not a use case everyone has. But I do think even if you're not, like, shooting two weddings in a day, probably most people will not consider doing that, right?
0: No. No.
1: they might have to from like two or three times. I would want to be able to, if something terrible happened, yeah. but they're probably thinking most likely like a, if I get hurt yep. or something happens, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And then B like, wouldn't it be nice to have consistent help where the people actually knew what I was expecting mm-hmm. and didn't need to constantly be training people constantly. So that's kind of what we're really getting into.
0: There's uh, there's a couple more reasons why this, this uh, why reason kind the of negative, yeah, and, and negative um, connotation to, to hiring an associate um, that actually we didn't write down in our show prep. We did uh, not write this down. Yeah, uh, so this, this is, is this bonus. is this is a bonus one uh, for you, Jason. Uh, I think the sales process is really hard. Like when you are like, hey, actually, it's not going to be me. Uh, this is Jared Haskell media, but actually you're not getting Jared Haskell. You're getting my associate. That sales process is kind of tough, right? Like to sell someone on, Hey, I'm already booked, but my associate is available and you're going to have to pay what you would pay me. You have to like trust that person. Only somebody else. Yeah. That's, that's kind of a challenge. And I think that's a little bit daunting. Um, we have a lot of photographer friends who deal with that, like hiring an associate who's not them. Um, that's a challenge. Um, this is a, a, re, a, a another reason that we actually did write down was usually um, I think people are worried about investing a lot of time. Say you have an awesome person. You invest a lot of time into them. Um, that person eventually may leave, right? Like that's the biggest fear is like, hey, I'm going to give them all my trade secrets. I'm going to allow them to meet all my planners. I'm going to allow them yeah. full access. And then they just turn around and then they started their own business and now their competition. Like I think that's a big fear for people too.
1: I mean, we actually did train our biggest competition. So. Yeah,
0: we trained our biggest competition, um, you know, in our market, and he was. I was like, "Hey, are you interested in shooting next year?" He's like, "No, nah, I'm gonna get out of the industry." And then literally three months later, he was like, "Hey, can you write a review for my new company <laughs> that I started? That's essentially your competition." And I was like, "You didn't shoot a wedding for me, man. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna no. give you a review. No, no." Uh, really
1: great. Hire him instead of me.
0: Right, right. So I think the point of this episode is to talk about today, maybe why you should consider uh, associates, but also maybe dispel some of these notions. I just want have.
1: people to be able to run businesses that are more sustainable, right, safer, more healthy. More um, options, right, for you to decide how you want your business to be instead of just like getting locked into one mentality,
0: right. So, what are, what are some of the benefits that that you see of bringing on associates? I, I mean, think some of them are pretty obvious.
1: I would think there's like top, there's kind of like three major benefits that we we've talked about. Which one of them is just, and I'll start with I don't want to bury the lead, right? It's more money,
0: right? First like and foremost, you
1: can if you have a really good associate and you can shoot two weddings at a – and it, why wouldn't you want to do that? Is it just ego? Like you literally just need to be, like you have to be the reason you're successful in every moment, which I think you should probably get over yourself. <laughs> um, maybe you just don't trust him, but who knows? But if you could and you did, why wouldn't you want to do it? So like, you know, I think more money and, you know, even if it's just the five times a year where you're like, oh shoot, I double booked myself. Hey, you're normally my second shooter, but can you go lead? <laughs> that's great, that's, that's, that's great.
0: Yeah, I think it's the money thing. I also, you know, for me, it's a little bit of like, it's not fear, it's just I'm pretty competitive. So when I think about not being available, like if, if we're booked currently, um, we just had this happen today. We're booked on a day for seven weddings in one day. And one of our planners that I'm like, I love this planner. I want to work with her as much as possible. I want to develop this relationship. She reaches out and is like, hey, are you available this day? Like, I have a couple really interested, ready to book. And I was like, I'm not. I need to find a way to make the eighth availability. I have to find a way to make because I'm so bad. I can't lose. I can't lose that date. I have to be able to book as many dates as possible and just passing on that opportunity. Well, there's
1: there's there's a passive thing. Me. Yeah, there's a passive thing about money making that people don't understand. There's the like very easy linear hey, do you want some money? Here's some money. You give this service, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's the you're working with that planner Next year, she goes, that was so great working with Jared. I want to work with him three more times. Yes. And so it's like, that is actually, when we look at our business, associates allow us to, when I hear back, oh, I just worked with Nick. He was amazing. Mm -hmm. Can Nick please come? Like, that's where we are now in our business. And it's like planners, but the referrals that from doing these additional events Mm -hmm. really reduce your marketing cost make closing deals way easier like if that if any planner calls you and is like I got a client they want a book it's like money in the bank right so that associates have helped us they could probably help you if you're listening yep. i think another reason that we had talked about was um, freedom mm-hmm. a big one if, like this is the millennial like fantasy land is like having somehow a magic job that you don't have to do
0: the 4 hour work week right
1: like everyone's like oh yeah i only work two weddings a year I average one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars a wedding, mm-hmm. and I and you know I've just been like exploring Costa Rica, <laughs> like we just and <laughs> just kind of like getting more creative, like living in it and like but like everybody wants the ability to do what they want to do, and obviously we I'm making fun, yeah. The realistic thing is, wouldn't it be nice to be able to have a vacation in summertime?
0: Well, this is what's actually happening right now with our business is I'm at a new house that we are moving into. And I have to paint. I have to do all this stuff. For most people, if they decide not to work on a day, nothing is happening. The ball is not moving forward. You come back the next day, and everything is where you left it the day before. With me, I'm pretty much like working on this house fully knowing the ball is moving forward. We are growing and I didn't have to work today. Maybe I hopped on a phone call while I was painting. Yeah, they're the, the know.
1: essential things you have to do.
0: There's certain things that I'm doing, but in general, like, the team is moving that ball forward. Like Getting the edits, all that stuff. We work seven days a week. When I'm not working, the team is working. When they're not working, I'm working. I'm working burning the midnight oil at 2 a.m. responding to emails. Like, there's just the opportunity of just, like, being out there more, constantly grinding gears and, and keeping things moving.
1: I'll, I'll even give a different freedom, like the freedom to think. Like the amount of, a lot of times I'm like, what do I do in this business? Yeah. Like I don't shoot that much. I mean, I shoot, but not, not as much as some people. You know, I don't really edit that much Yeah. sometimes. Like what I do is I think about the business. So I'm sitting down, looking at a spreadsheet. I'll type a little. Then I think. And it's like, I have the freedom to make good decisions.
0: Even if you are thinking about edits. Because I think you think about edits a lot. Yes. Probably more than the average person. Because I'm you're f- able to remove yourself from the actual, you know, boots on the ground type of movement to being a little bit more I watched
1: our show reel. And then I went away. I simmered. And I said, okay, what, what is the story I'm telling? And I can go back and have that conversation. So there's that freedom. Yeah. I think a creative freedom, a freedom to run your business the way you want to. And of course, the freedom to have a few Saturdays off, go on vacation when you want to. You're making more money, so you have more freedom. You you you, you get COVID. Ah, oh, I can't go to this wedding. So like the freedom to get sick. Yeah. Like, you know, the security that comes with that, yeah. I think is really big. And like everybody, I think, would value that.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that uh, what you're just talking about, like, the freedom to think, the freedom to essentially be a director. Um, It kind of segues nicely into our last point, which was like um, creativity, being able to be a little bit more creative because you're working within a team. And I think that's a lot of people's dream is to like work within a creative team of like, you know, it's not just me. Like most photographers deal with this like solopreneur syndrome of like, oh man, it's just, I'm developing everything all the time and that can wear on you. Well it's
1: it's but, a it's like the Ray Roman thing. Like Ray Roman's always like you are the brand. I am the brand. And I think for some people that's amazing. Yep. You know, like there's not gonna be a lot of Ray Romans though.
0: Yeah. Well as a creative like I think it's so much more helpful in the development of people's creative talent to have other people who can be like nah that sucks. Nah that's good. Here's what I've been doing. And then you're all developing each other getting better and it, it can have this like um, really encouraging um, vibe and culture. So one of the things I love about our team and when it comes to the creativity
1: that can come from collaboration is whether it be on a shoot and I'm just dealing with like a, a second shooter who has some really cool ideas and I get to watch a different perspective when I'm in post. and like, oh, that was cool. I should shoot it like that. Or just like when I'm in working on an individual piece, whether I'm editing or someone else is editing. But we have a an expectation of collaboration internally. So it's like, you don't really slow down to make something perfect anymore. Mm. We don't make anything perfect. We're constantly iterating. And so like we're, show, we're, we finish a piece and then say, here are two parts that I think suck, but I don't know what to do. Right. And then someone else will go, oh, what if we told the story this way? Or what if we put this shot in? Or you'll go, oh, I remember a wedding I shot. There's a shot in there. That yeah. This will be perfect. Yeah. And, you
0: know. It, it definitely, um, breaks, I think, the the equivalent of uh, writer's block, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you you don't get writer's block when you have a team to be like, you have an editor to be like, you're going the wrong direction. uh, Or or, or, why don't you do a little bit of this? And it just opens the dam of creativity to be like, oh, yeah, like, thank God I got over that hurdle. Now I can just solve it. Even on a
1: set, like, how many times have you been with someone at a wedding and they are, like, literally something like the way they choose to carry the gear Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, that's good. I I should maybe try. Like, right. Just, you're just constantly able to learn yeah. and you can be more creative. And, and I I think it should be inspiring. I guess maybe I want to say like associates should inspire you.
0: Right. Even if
1: they're under
0: you. And, and here's the fun part of like having associates is like, as they get better, they're going to start inspiring you more. Like, like, Caleb, one of our lead editors, is like always doing these things. I'm like, oh, man, that's so good. Kyle will come out with these things. And I'm like, oh, thank god he saw that. And it's like, he, we have all these little creative pods, essentially. And everyone's looking for inspiration outward, inward in their work, um, even outside of our studio. So we're taking a lot of influences and being like, these are good influences. These are bad influences. Mostly mushrooms are
1: happening in our office. (laughs)
0: Lots of drugs. Most people
1: are doing mushrooms. And they kind of like, (laughs) we just edit and then like whatever (laughs) happens.
0: Very avant-garde films that that we're uh, working on. Yeah, but it's a creative culture, which is nice. And uh, I feel like not a lot of people put that much stock into that value. But like you see it in our work. Like you really do. So let's just think through like those positives, right? Yeah.
1: You have an associate, right? An assistant. Can you still get those benefits? just from even like the most entry level, basic kind of intern level kind of associate. What, are you still feeling those benefits?
0: I would say creative benefits, no. And, and this is the reason why a lot of times people are like, oh, I don't want to bring on an associate. I have to be like their teacher, mentor, or whatever. I don't feel like I probably get a lot out of them. It, it feels like work, right? But I think with those kind of people, you have to put in the work up front to be able to get the reward later on down the line, I think having like an assistant type of associate, um, it's a long-term investment. I
1: will say this: anyone who takes something off my plate, I do feel inspired. Yeah, more inspired by having them than not.
0: Yeah, more creative,
1: more fun, more freedom. It gives you the
0: flexibility to be able to do more of the things that you want by not having to carry tripods or be more tired. Yeah, so
1: maybe not in like a direct way where you're like watching this 19 year old kid who can barely set up anything and thinking like, "Wow, it's so amazing, I'm inspired." But like after like two weddings, when I no longer have to plug X in or carry the box, or like, or when like I can. Hey, I'm gonna hang out with this couple and shoot more. I know for a fact that when I walk back in, the lights are gonna be there. Mm -hmm. Everything's gonna be working. That is helping me be more creative because I'm focused on the couple for an extra 15 minutes. And you and I know that, like, for a wedding filmmaker, 15 minutes with a couple is like a million years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like (laughs) it's like, and and a big difference in the film.
0: Personally, like I tend to be so compartmentalized that on a wedding day, I'm thinking need to set up audio. I'm doing a thing. I'm not thinking creatively. Right. So when I can have someone else do that work, I can start thinking more creatively. I have a, I
1: feel like almost differently. I feel almost the opposite. Like I'm very focused on what I want to accomplish creatively. And like, definitely I have to remember to actually get these people to do, I'm almost like expect it now Mm -hmm. in our, in terms of our culture. Like, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm always complaining about assistance. Because <laughs> I'm like, what is this guy doing? Yeah. Like, cause I, but that's how, that's actually a benefit. Right. It's like, then I'm showing up and expecting to just be able to focus on my couple. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like annoyed when I'm not. Right. It's like, that's great. Like that we can just, mostly it actually happens. Mm-hmm. Mostly like, I know if Richie's coming to the wedding, I'm not going to have to worry about lights, audio, mm-hmm. batteries my gear getting moved from place to place and I can literally focus on kissing a photographer's butt, making a planner happy. And of course, shooting a great film with awesome couple. I don't Mm -hmm. have to even think about that other stuff.
0: Right. Right. Richie in our case is like a very different, at a very different spot. It wasn't always, wasn't always, but he now is at a very different spot than he was three years ago when he was that person. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so I think that's part of it. And and we're going to go through some different types of, uh, Persona groups that I think make yeah, yeah. good team members. Maybe the investment that you have to put in. Um, so, so we're really breaking these roles down uh, in terms of like uh, skill level, loyalty, like how much they feel like they owe you, um, and then also availability. Right. The best um,
1: ability. The best ability is availability.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so I agree, especially when. I have a bunch of weddings on a single day and everyone mm, wants vacation.
1: That's what I learned from, <laughs> that's what I learned from coach Belichick.
0: Oh, good, good. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Um, so no injuries allowed. Um, so we, we have, we've always defined the different persona groups as uh, four, four different roles. One is new blood. Two is the mercenary. Three is a specialist. And then four is the vet. Let, let's talk about new blood. What, what generally, what is their skill level going to be?
1: New blood is a person if they're if we're like ranking their experience level from like I like five by the way, better than three. Okay. Gives you more granularity. So how so many, one to five? I would say one like one to
0: five bananas. How many bananas does the new <laughs> I mean they I could, wish we could make this video? I would honestly so say actually,
1: like they really could have like they could be a three. They could have like, oh I did some stuff at my church. They could like know some stuff, but probably they're not.
0: Probably, probably they're, they're a
1: one. Right. And even if they've done stuff at their church, they've probably never done a wedding or a a real commercial, anything where that was like a paid gig. So like being professional, knowing like, one of the biggest culture shocks for our team is going from the weddings that their family has to the weddings that we shoot. Mm -hmm. They've never seen anything like it. Yes. And they'll be like, people spend this much money, people do this, and it's like, so like, yeah, they're inexperienced. And so they don't really have a lot of skill with how to navigate what a wedding
0: is. Mm-hmm. yep. Uh, two, availability. like what generally is is this person's availability I mean, Usually like?
1: infinite. Yeah. <laughs> generally, I think when I would we, give it a five banana rating.
0: <laughs> I think so too. Uh, because usually they're pretty young. So what else are they doing in life? Maybe they're doing sports or but whatever you're doing is yeah way the most
1: you're competing with their college sometimes, but weddings are usually on the weekends. So. Yep.
0: Yep. The availability is usually pretty high for this person, i found.
1: And if they, if you're speaking to this person, chances are they've said, I want to do it. They're hungry. Yes. And if someone's hungry, that that's the number one thing for me.
0: And these mm-hmm. people are the most hungry. And it's a lot harder to find a skilled person than it is an unskilled person. And since this person is so unskilled, there's a million of them. Like you can find some kid that works or is... is uh, mom works with your mom, and then you, you get connected somehow because you're like, mom. Do you know anyone that you, that you work with who has a kid in this age group? Like, yeah, this Josh special. Holt shot. See if for us. they would be interested. Yeah.
1: How long did Josh shoot for us? Like three or four years?
0: <laughs> Probably five or six.
1: Yeah, I mean, but like consistently before. Consistently,
0: went. maybe like four or five. Yeah.
1: Like so, Josh Holt came from a wedding that we shot. The mom was related to. I think her sister's son had said he was interested. In video, and he had to do a project for his high school to interview someone who runs a creative business. And we were the only people they knew. Yes. And we took this guy to sushi. Yep. I remember he, we, he, he, we took him to lunch and then he worked for us from then on.
0: Yeah. We barely talked to him about his project, maybe a little bit, but then we were like, would you want to come work with us? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need help. Yes. And that's how it started. Yeah. And
1: uh, like those people, you yeah. just, there's a lot of those types of people.
0: Right. What would you rank this person in terms of loyalty?
1: I would say three to five. It kind of depends. Right. Like, like I, I think it really determines like eight, if you're good at mentoring people, that helps mm-hmm. because if a person's like getting benefit from working with you, they feel like they're becoming better. They feel like it's fun, all that stuff. I think they're more loyal, but, but if you got your crap together and the person's not a flake, you'll first of all, you'll know that early right? with these people and they'll like, you know, you had an assistance camp the other day. The, the other day, right? Mm-hmm. And some people probably didn't show up, right? Mm-hmm. Not, And it wasn't like the normal, I didn't show up. It was like the issue, I didn't show up. Where yeah. Like, they were just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just don't come. The morning
0: of, they were, or, or like three hours beforehand. Oh, I actually can't make it. A classic Gen Z, something better to do. Something came up at my college, and now I have to go to a party, a rager, a kegger. Oh,
1: uh, actually, <laughs> I can't come because a bunch of my friends, we're, we're going to go... Uh, I'm going to hike. There's actually
0: like a uh, toga party tonight. And oh. I forgot I mixed up the weekends and now I have to go to toga.
1: I've, I've maxed on my rewards at Chipotle. <laughs> and I really got to go claim that free burrito bowl. <laughs> yeah.
0: But like these people. AKA, they just met a hot girl and one of their classes. They don't want to come. they're going on. And
1: you know what? That cost me nothing. And you're dead to me. I'll yes. never call you again. Right. Because you're, you're not a person I'm going to work with. It's right. easy to create those steps. And so that's why I'm kind of like debate on it. Because once you get them in the door. And I've actually found that they're very loyal. Mm -hmm. It's that first initial, you got to create some kind of entry kind of experience that will help you not put yourself in a bad position with those people, but they're great. Once you get them in, they're very loyal.
0: Yeah. And we'll talk about, uh, after we go through this section, they kind of owe you, right? Uh, yeah. After we go through this section, I want to go through how you actually find these different types of people as well. Yep. So we'll wait on that. That'll yep. be a little teaser to, to fast forward to if, uh, this part is boring to you. Um, <laughs> uh, the next person is the mercenary. Um, So, so describe this person before we get into, uh, get into it. I would describe
1: them as someone on the wedding videographer's Facebook group.
0: (laughs) Yes. Say, anyone (laughs) want wedding?
1: At Rouge. Or, uh, hey guys, anyone in the, like the, everyone who's like, not all everyone, but if if you're constantly taking moonlighting for other agencies. For booking agencies. You're a merc.
0: Yeah. You know, if that's, and there's nothing wrong with that. No. Um, but it's like. Just connotating that there's nothing wrong with it, Jason. Some would say that you think something's wrong with it.
1: I would just say that it's not what I want to hire.
0: Right. As a I'm business. I'm not interested in
1: you. Yeah. So if you're a Merck, um, b- unless your name is Rich Ferry. Right. Or someone who I would consider to be a um, creative, be- like, who surpasses me in some ways, mm-hmm. um, then I would be like, yeah. You know, like, bringing a person like that on, I'm doing it for the value of my product. Right. If I just need something covered, I'm probably not going to be going to a Facebook group saying, "Hey guys, I need a shooter for this, this, and this, like that's just me. That's yeah. it's not that it's bad. It's just what, it's just not what we do."
0: What would you rank this person in terms of skill?
1: Uh, probably not as good as they think they are. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to take your gig.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Otherwise, they, they wouldn't be available on. The and day, I'll say right?
1: that not to make fun of you if right. you take those gigs, but I do need you to. Um, if you're hiring these people, you. That's in the back of my mind every time. Yes. It's like, okay, if they say they're amazing, am I okay with them not being amazing? Right. And if I am, great. Like, and you might be fine with like, they're good enough and that's cool. But if they were super amazing, they probably wouldn't be able to. One time I was like in a pinch and I was like, oh, hey, I know this is crazy, Henry, but like, do you have some time? I need some help with this thing. I'm going to this place. Didn't end up working out, but he was like, I don't a shoot. I'm not doing that. He's like, we're not going to shoot for anyone else.
0: Yeah. But also, he was probably very, very booked. Yeah, all that. Yeah.
1: But everything. It's just like, so there's nothing wrong with you shooting for other people. But I definitely, I take it with a grain of salt. Right. Like, if someone's able and willing and wanting my gig. Mm -hmm. And I I mainly say that for the value of that person, not Mm -hmm. for the value of you. Because I say that because I don't think you should be criticizing these people, you should have a fair expectation. So yeah, their skill could be a three bananas at least. I would say this, you should not, that's a thing you should be using to determine if you want to hire them. Mm -hmm. If you really know that they're great and it helps your product, hire them.
0: Yeah, Um, this is probably a, 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 a trait that's in between skill and loyalty, but when you hire a mercenary, you gotta understand they're looking out for themselves. They're looking out for number one. So they're gonna be thinking about, if I film this, I'm gonna film it the way that I want it because it's gonna look good on my reel. And I can show this off one day under my label um, as well. So I'm thinking about that as well. So if if you're trying to create some sort of like, consistently or consistency with this kind of role of like a mercenary, um, understand that they're gonna be shooting probably for themselves. And if you're like, hey, we don't shoot that this way, shoot it this way, they'll probably be like, I don't care. I'm <laughs> Shoot it the way that I want to shoot it. Um, so that's well no, they're in the much back more likely head,
1: so. to like be committed to their creative process right. than yours. Right, right, right. And like so. some will change, but yeah. like just keep that in your mind.
0: Right. Right. Um, so in terms of availability, this person probably can be all over the place, right?
1: It depends on how good they are. Right. Like
0: or what the weekend is, really.
1: Well, cause some people like are Mercs who that's what all they do. And mm-hmm. some people most people who are mercs have their own business.
0: Right. I would probably say you can hire a mercenary. So availability is probably five stars if you're just talking about a general. Can I general, get a
1: mercenary whenever I want? Yes. Right.
0: You can find somebody. So availability, I would probably rank high. A very specific person, you'd probably say probably not.
1: That's my issue with working with these people is, like, for me, I want consistency mm-hmm. in my even in my associates. And right. I would say, like, a big tip I would give you is, like, you should have a couple people you work with, yep. so in someone can be sick or whatever, but you should have your people, yeah. And I and I, I just for me, when I look at that, I'm like, I, I want to like kind of know what I'm gonna get and be able to depend on it. Like, like I brought up Rich, I know what I'm gonna get with Rich mm-hmm. every time. I know what he's gonna do, I know how he's gonna do his job. We hired Dom, I know what I'm gonna get with Dom, right? Like, it's great and I'm happy with it. And I don't have to, like, I could do one wedding with Dom or 10 weddings with Dom,
0: mm-hmm. it's 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 all the same. i yep. given Dom worked for us for years. Yes. But that's why I feel more comfortable with him kind of in that role. Like, and, and Dom is helping us out on a wedding that we're super booked this summer, but it's really like, he's helping me out in a pinch. And honestly, I'm probably going to like, you probably have to pay your mercenaries. this is another category, but, uh, how much do they cost? Merc- Merc- mercenaries are, are probably going to cost the most. They are. Yep. Because
1: they know that you are in a pinch.
0: Right. Right. So, um, so uh, loyalty for this person zero. I <laughs> would <laughs> most negative most
1: yeah. most I would say like this is the le- the least attractive. Yes, because their actual most of them their actual goal is to shoot no buttons for anyone else. If they had it their way, they would only be doing it for their own brand of business. And then I think the other thing is is like they're definitely taking highest
0: bidder. Yep, they're
1: like there's a lot. You
0: have to understand with this type of person like. There's a lot of good people that, that will second shoot or lead shoot in this kind of role. Um, but there are also a lot of people that would be like, hey, someone just reached out and they're willing to pay me double what they what you're paying me. And I'm just going to work for them. Like, if you find someone on a Facebook group, they could totally just screw you. Like, so I, it's, it's a little bit of a risk for me. I'd definitely like to have somewhat of a relationship, even with the mercenary type.
1: Mm-hmm. Role. 100%. Yeah. We don't work with anyone who we don't know
0: personally, yep. but that's yep. just yep. us. Yep. Um, next, next kind of uh, persona is the specialist. And you keep on bringing up Rich. Would you consider Rich yes, a specialist? Yes, I would actually
1: consider Rich not a Merc.
0: Right. Even though he does
1: Moonlight for us. Yep. He, we had a very pointed conversation at one point. He had his own wedding brand and he said, I do not want to run a business like this. I want to be a DP on the side. I want to get my grip truck. I want to go around and do these things. But I don't want to be doing... Um, dealing with clients i don't want to be editing weddings and he was like i would love to just shoot some high-end weddings with you guys and then do my other stuff on the side
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um and if you can meet a person like that he's like i just want to shoot i just want to edit i just want a second shoot you know i don't want to you know i just i don't like the pressure i just like i like to be around cameras i want to shoot a little bit come in you know pay me to come and help you out that's great yep so like that to me is what a specialist is they're not on the market, they're not running around looking for a bunch of other gigs. Um, They're not going to the highest bidder in the sense that like, they don't run their own little thing. They literally are saying to people, I only wanna do this one thing. Mm -hmm. And I specialize in this one thing in the wedding industry. Would you like to work with me?
0: Yeah. So this could be an editor, an outsourced editor potentially. This could be a lead shooter. Like we have a, a very high end brand that Rich comes on and just works with us on a handful of weddings every single year, as a lead shooter, and kind of like as the DP day of. Yeah, he's
1: he's like a co-lead shooter.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, This could also maybe be like a drone operator, I would say, a specialist, someone who just specializes in one area. Someone that you could just be like, I don't have to think about this person. They're also not trying to build their own brand. They're just trying to do one very specific thing for me. Um, What would you say in terms of um, uh, skill level for this person?
1: In my opinion, these people should be a five.
0: Yes. You I shouldn't so,
1: be too. hiring a specialist who isn't better than you at the thing you're hiring them to do. Right. Or at least as good. Yeah, like they, they should be, like, pretty good.
0: We brought Ryan Coda on to one of our weddings in California because he was out there, but he was also able to really specialize in getting great audio. He fixed the problem, made sure
1: something that I was concerned with, and I was glad he was there you know, obviously, he's a wonderful man, but I love Michael. Oh, me too. But um, also, he, um, everyone we talked about today, I love all these people. They're yeah. great people. Um, I mean, secret bonus you get to know great people. Um, but he did all the audio stuff because I knew there was going to be a potential issue. Actually, I remember saying to the person, I said, I can hire this person at this price to the wedding planner, or I can hire this person who's an expert yes. in this one area, and he's going to cost a little more. Who would you like? And they were like, oh, get the expert.
0: Right, right. Yep. So yep.
1: even the my clients saw the value yep. in having a specialist there.
0: Yep, yep. And, and the exciting thing about this is this used to not even be a part of this kind of conversation that we would have. I feel like the specialist is kind of a new role in the wedding industry that's up and coming. There's like, finally
1: like enough volume to support people just doing the thing they want.
0: Yeah, and the quality is of a certain level that it's like I have to hire a colorist. To do this very specific thing. Like there are people out there that will just color. your. There's a colors.
1: thing. There's a wedding colorist. Who are those? Who are they? Yeah. I didn't know about that.
0: Well, like Archaeus, like some people oh, will just true. have yeah, like yeah,
1: yeah. Outsourcing studios yeah, with color sites. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are, by the way. I mean, also I'm sure there are tons of people that would love to just do that. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> if you're listening to this, you could start, it could be your a, business, a specialist. You could, I. you can, Actually, because so many people out there suck at coloring. Sorry if you're one of them. I'm actually one of them. I don't like to color a lot because I'm not very good at it. So I have. other. Well, wow, there's out.
1: just like a lot of skills that go into it. That yeah, it's hard. Why Speaking bother? With DaVinci
0: Resolve, that's a whole nother program that everyone has to learn. So if you don't want to learn a new program, hire specialists. specialist. Um, loyalty with this person. It could be a five, could be a one. It kind of depends. I think uh, this person tends to be pretty loyal. They definitely are the gonna, type of people that we hire. This is
1: why. Because that person actually views you as their client. Yes, and so they're going like, oh, "I don't, want, I don't want to make my clients happy." Right, you know. Well,
0: it, it's just being professional. So they're loyal to you because they're loyal to themselves as being a professional.
1: Yeah, they right? don't think in their head like this. Lo- loyalty is—we're not talking like Vladimir Putin. Like, like if you give me news I don't like, I kill you. Like, <laughs> like, like well, loyalty. Like we, we mean like, are they? Are they consistently available? Are they constantly looking for the back door? Yeah. Are they trying to get out of whatever? Like the mercenary, the reason why they're not ideal to us is because we know that if they had it their way, they would not be working with you. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this. When we work with someone and they tell me they don't want to, they do you know how many people have told me they don't want to work for me? I can think of three people who, they don't say those words, but they tell me they don't want to work for
0: me. Who are they? Say their names. I'm not going to say their names. And where do they live?
1: <laughs> <laughs> one of them was our competitor, Yeah. who I was right. The other one would be our competitor if he was good enough, but not. And then the other one, it just left the industry. It was very clear. But like, they're telling you like, oh, if I had it my way, I wouldn't be X. I wouldn't be doing X. I wouldn't be doing Y. I don't like it. They're just telling, and I'm sitting there like, are you an idiot? You're telling me this? Like, don't tell me this. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, like, versus Rich, who's like, hey, do we have any weddings this year? When are the dates? Like, am I, you know, right. like, right. this is part of his business, right? You know, doing stuff with us.
0: Yep. Yep. So, um, and then we have one last role or one last persona, which is the veteran, right? The person, and this is usually a person that's been in the industry who's kind of like Being run down their by own life. Well, they've run their own show, and maybe um, they want to just work for someone else doing a very specific thing. What are some of the differences between the veteran and the specialist?
1: So, A, in some ways, this is like a person who I imagine exists that I haven't really interacted with a ton. But I've always heard about these people, and I have seen them, and I know they exist. But I would think, like, a veteran is typically mainly someone who no longer wants the responsibility of running a business.
0: But still wants a lot of volume.
1: When they want to be involved in the arts and in creating, they want to either be shooting, editing, or even just do it all but work for someone else. Mm -hmm. Like, if you hate sales or you hate customer service or you're just very introverted and it just, you know, there's a lot of value. Like, if you work at our studio, like, you just come at – 9 o'clock, mm-hmm. and then you leave at 5. Right. Maybe they want that lifestyle. Yeah. So, so, like, they could be any number of things. It's really, like, someone who could do it all and is just kind of doesn't want to for whatever reason.
0: I think that this veteran person has existed much more in the photo world. Um, I've heard about it. In having, having wedding filmmaking and, and kind of our industry in general be a little bit younger. Um, I would say, like, 10 years younger. Uh, in a way, 10 years younger um as definitely like it would be like uh the uh Paul uh, not Paul uh what was that guy in downtown Uxbridge for years was I mean, doing doesn't photo matter. video whatever whoever
1: your local photographer the, is the old guy
0: the old guy who the does old guy. family portraits and if the old guy in the downtown wherever you live wasn't such an a hole and didn't film on dv tapes filmed on digital and was like pretty talented you know, uh, was in the industry for a long time, then that would probably be someone that you could be like, hey, man, you have experience. Yeah, we come would be the old guys now who started on
1: DSLR. Like, we have the same sure. skill sets of all these young bucks, but we're just old.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, sure, sure. So someone who's just like, hey, I have weekends available. Um, I would love to come on and help. And I have another you know, job. The,
1: the other one is right. I moved into a new field. Yep. I love doing it. I'm working for this science company doing magic science. Yep. But But I I still want to do some creative. creative. I still want to work in the creatives. Do you have a spot for me? Yep,
0: yep, yep. I would definitely say the person who has another part-time job would fit in this category. But wants you to fill up their schedule as much as possible. Yeah, because
1: they love shooting. They don't want to not be involved.
0: Maybe they're not a specialist. Maybe, um, you know, and and, uh, what would you say this average person's skill set would be?
1: I mean, it's very... This, to me, is the most challenging because a lot of, you don't have to be as good as ever. And like everyone just had values, different things in their creative business. So they might be like amazing. at something you don't care about because that's what their business needed. Sure. But I would say typically these people are above, they're, they're above three bananas. They should be pretty skilled. <laughs> yeah. I would you probably know?
0: say like three to four, similar to like a mercenary. I would probably. say they're
1: probably not amazing. Right. Because I think they would have been a little more like, I don't think you're going to want to walk away from like a, quarter million dollar business. Right, right. But, but you know, they might be, who knows. But they're probably good. Um, They could be amazing, but just terrible at business. And Mm -hmm. like, they just can never put it together. You know, who knows? But I would say they're usually pretty pretty skilled, you know, at least they should be if you're willing to work with them. And then I also think, pretty loyal usually. At least, you know, they're gonna be professional in their loyalty. Like, if they say they're gonna do something, they're gonna probably do it. Yep. And that's a
0: big deal. I agree. Um, And then what's their availability like? I mean, it should be
1: pretty high because they just, you know, quit their business. You know, I have a person right now who we're talking to who's like, oh, I have my own thing, but I think I'm going to do another thing. Do you have a spot? Like, Mm -hmm. so it should be pretty high. I mean, honestly, these are the hardest to find people.
0: I think so too. But
1: they're also pretty, they're pretty great, but it's like kind of a, I don't really have a strategy for this.
0: I, I find that these, like, I I know certain people who have been in this type of role, and they're usually the easiest to just work with. It's like you just add them, and they bring so much just value to the company, company culture. Usually, they're very nice. I find like I will say this: easy to get along with. If
1: you get someone who you think is the vet, and then you get them, and beyond just teaching them your way versus their way, you're yeah. constantly having to train them. You should not work with them.
0: Right, right, right. If you have to like if they're old and you have to train them a lot, it's like. You may as well bring on a kid who's really hungry. Cheaper. Like, yeah. But if you have someone who's like, hey, I've been doing this for a while. Maybe I'm not the most skilled person out there. But you can elevate them a little bit just by osmosis, by them being around. And then they shoot. Maybe they're not. Like, this is the problem with a lot of older people is they don't know how to edit very well. Like, they're like, su- have the super old school style of editing. But they're, if they're shooting is solid, then it, their they can footage can still role. look awesome. Yeah, Yeah, yeah for um, sure. So the, those are the four different personas. Um, where do you, where can you generally find these people? Like where, yeah. where are some areas that I, we've had success?
1: So I'll say this before I say that. I think everyone should have associates. And I think the associate, everyone should have. Not everyone has to have two teams for shooters and all that junk. So if you're like using that as like a deflection against this topic so you don't have to internalize it, I think you're wrong. I think every shooter, and like some people disagree with me, let's go fight about it. But everyone should have at least an assistant. Um, everyone should have someone who, a, lets them focus on their clients and being creative. The parts that are actually matter on a wedding day. Who can, who knows their process, who is comfortable with you as a person, what you do. Um, and so, you know, with that being said, how do you find them? Well, I would say look for assistance, first and foremost. Look for people that require no previous skill experience. You know, maybe they have an interest or a passion. Um, we find people in high school, you know, media classes in churches. So this is like the
0: new blood. This is a hundred
1: percent. like you can find these people if you make the role easy enough it opens up way easier. The harder you make it, like oh, I'm looking for some like this is the thing I this is a very typical associate Facebook post. Hey man, looking for a great lead shooter to help me shoot this wedding. That's really important in Cabo. Anyone available? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you really like yeah, I get you're in that position, so like awesome, but like you think that a bunch of great people who are going to be as good as you are going to want to fly down to Cabo or are available and be available. It's like maybe, but I think that person's already made a mistake, which is they should have had someone working under them in a low, low, low kind of um, risk position. And so that's why I always say like looking for people who are hungry, passionate with great attitudes, who are willing to just carry your bags. Could be your nephew, could right. be anyone, but it's like somebody who's like happy to be there and thinks it's an amazing privilege is, I think, most important.
0: Yep. I, I would say the new blood is definitely makes up the majority of our team at this point. Um, and it's just because we got people pretty young. Like right now, um, I have three new assistant associates this year who are just kind of bad carriers. Um, no experience whatsoever, have barely held a camera. Um, And I'm going to bring them through a workshop. I'm going to train them on some gear um, uh, probably this month. Um, I'm probably going to get about 10 of those people. Um, And where I usually find them is um, through relationships. So I usually ask our team, hey, do you know any kids? Do you know anyone who's interested? Do you know anyone who maybe isn't interested but might be? Is just a good kid? And, like, are they working a job? would someone photographers
1: are a big thing. Like if I see a kid who's into photography, I'm
0: like, do you want to learn video instead Mm -hmm. or in addition? Do you want to come like just people who are interested and throwing it out? Literally throwing out a big net, like understanding that most people aren't going to be interested, but you, every time I throw out the net, I probably get one or two people that are like, Hey, uh, my mom saw your post. How many
1: associates (laughs) do you, or assistants do you think we're training a year?
0: Um, so it usually starts where I have probably about seven to 10 people um, that are like, yeah, I'm interested. They're
1: only assistants, only not assistants. second shooters. They would never well, they, lead shoot. These,
0: yeah, these are just people that I'm bringing in the door. They might come to the workshop. I usually do a workshop in like April, May to just, you know, get them in the door to, to, I like it because it allows me to uh, offer something that's free that they can take into their life and and never think about us ever again. But it gets them in the door and I can see, do I like their personality first and foremost? So it allows me to kind of scope them out a little bit. Um, even like, did they dress like a total slob? Right. Were they on time? Those kind of things. Like uh, as a boss, these are the things I'm um, gauging, even though I haven't had to invest in them at all, except, Oh yeah, we're doing this free class. We're going to be hanging out. There's going to be pizza. Great. Get them in the door. Um, and then from there, that usually whittles out like one or two people that I'm like, mm, not, not our kind of person. Or these people just don't show they didn't up. Come, <laughs> they yeah. did not even come. They did not even come. And and even though no they call, like, no show. Even though they're like, hey, what time should I meet there in the morning? Of you're like, meet at five, and then they just never show. And you're like, hey, I missed you, and then you never hear from them again. Um, and then uh, you know, usually I probably have like six or seven people that are like on a couple jobs every month and. The more I like them, the more jobs that they get assigned to, and the more I start dishing them out to other team members, and I hear back from the team, like, this is a good person. This is someone we really like. Um, and then they're in in that process. We're going to be investing more and more in them as they show us more and more promise.
1: We're creating as many opportunities as we, we have a very specific approach, which is assistants get trained into second shooters, yep. second shooters get trained into lead shooters. Um, Not everyone makes every step, but we're trying to create, like Jared's kind of outlining, there's a lot of little speed bumps and and, and along the way that we create to kind of see if they pass the little mini test before mm-hmm. they kind of get the big opportunities.
0: I would say be creative, too, when you're trying to find these types of people. Like, I, we have a LinkedIn account, and I just went on LinkedIn and went to a local trade school, um, went to their website, found four of the instructors for their media program. I sent out, I found them all on LinkedIn, sent out emails, to all of them. Hey, do you have a a school to work program, you know, where people might be interested in being kind of in this associate role um, where we are training them and and giving them the opportunity? Um, You know, be creative. Like there's a lot of people out there that would love to set you up with students, with programs um, that you could just kind of get a taste without really investing. If you go
1: to a church and they have a media department.
0: Oh my God. Even if, is, you, even if you don't go to a church and there's a media department or a big If you've
1: ever heard of a church media department. Yes. <laughs> Anyone working in that media department
0: it's not making a lot of money. It's working for free probably, and if you're willing to say, "Hey, I'll pay you a hundred dollars to carry my bags," they'll be like, "You're going to pay me for a full day? Wait, wow!
1: You're supposed to get paid to do this? Oh, work? Yeah, we were
0: doing it for free the whole time. Like,
1: oh no, this is free too. You, this is yeah. also for the glory of God. You yeah. have to come <laughs> and carry my bags. Yes, they might be willing to do it for spiritual heaven points. Right, right. Uh, I'm just kidding. Don't do that.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of areas to get these people. Like these people, by the way, are everywhere. They are everywhere. Get young people who are interested, even if they're not that young. Even people that are like mom photography groups, like on Facebook. Like, hey, I need to learn exposure and white balance. You're like, hey, just come shoot some weddings with me. Like, like you'll learn a lot in a day. Um, The other person is the mercenary and you kind of mentioned it a little bit. I think usually you're finding mercenaries probably on Facebook groups, probably on Reddit groups. Hey, is anyone interested in shooting this wedding? Like you'll have a million people. Maybe There's like
1: local groups where every like filmmakers meet, you know,
0: that's probably the one place I would be like, this is where you find mercs. Like they're easy. They're, they're pretty easy to find. Uh, they're hungry. They want to charge you as much money to do as little amount of work as possible. So, (laughs) you know, that's, that's probably where I would look for them. Um, the specialist, where do you look? Same kind of place.
1: Honestly, usually that's just through relationships for yeah, us. I agree. Is like it's just through like you shoot a commercial gig, you meet a DP, says he's interested in weddings. You meet a, like you just meet people in the industry. I, I don't really know how you target that that well. I will say, excuse me. I will say if you know some other wedding filmmakers in the area who are friends with you, you can find those people just by other wedding filmmakers. Yes. Business owners. Yeah. And maybe some of them are wanting a little bit of a different, maybe they want to add to their, maybe they want to do some for you, some for themselves. That could be a Merc, but it could also be a little bit of a different kind of, they could become the vet too. They could Mm -hmm. be like, I'm out. I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to do stuff for you. Who knows? But like, you got to be creative there too.
0: Yep. Yep. And I would even say the vet, too. I mean, that's probably very relational. That's probably someone maybe you've hired as a mercenary at some point, and they're just like, you know, like, I just want some sort of consistency. Like, I think these can kind of form one into the other. Like, we've had some people who are new bloods. We've raised them up, and then they're off on their own. They just want to be a mercenary, So too. So they can evolve as well over time.
1: In terms of these persona groups, great. I think the core thing for, if you're listening to this, is... Why would I even care about having an associate? And what is the point, right? Why do we even want this? Do I want this? Because we're kind of like walking through, how do you find these people, who they are? And like, for some people that's gonna be like, ugh. You're all, like, I don't wanna do any of that. I don't wanna, I don't wanna be a leader. I don't wanna, I don't wanna think that way. I, I would just say to everyone like, you don't have to go as far as we're going, but think about your clients. And think about what would happen to you. Think about 2020, all your COVID reschedules, and the fact that you didn't have anyone and how that really affected your bottom line. And then think about your clients who, if you get injured or hurt and you don't have anyone who knows what you do and understands what you do, how am I gonna keep my promises? The number one reason everyone should be training someone at least to carry their bags and I think at least to shoot a little bit and I think ideally you should be training someone who can do what you do. Because you just never know, your tomorrows are not promised. Um, you don't ever know when you're gonna need someone. And honestly, I also think it would make your product better. Like I, I really, I, if there's anything you learned from this, is like, you don't need to just one thing. Go get an assistant, bring them with you for 30 weddings, budget the money, the one, $300, whatever you feel like paying them per wedding, get someone in there to carry your bags, make it easy for them, make it fun for them, and then maybe hand them a camera a few times, but like, it's not just about what they're currently doing, it's about what they could do for you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I would say bringing on an associate is a big step in anyone's business to, to becoming a real business, right? Because like, all a business is, is, is a series of systems to, to make an end product no, for a customer, right? Um, when, you, when you add another person, that is essentially adding another uh, portion of a system to your brand, to your business. Um, and like, honestly, you should want that. You should want to grow your business. Because if you are stagnant, you aren't growing, you're dying mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So what are the ways that you can grow, become better? Um, I think a big way that most people, especially most people listening to this podcast who are self-operating can grow their business is by adding an associate. It's an easy way to take your business to the next level. It's an easy way to challenge yourself. If you're someone who's just like, oh, I'm not inspired lately, blah, 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 blah. Bring on an associate.
1: Even You'll- if you're like, oh, I shoot with my wife. We don't need another person. I would say just just do it anyway. right. Bring someone on there because like, what if I'm, I was just speaking to someone recently about a situation. I think it's because of 2020 and they were like, my wife's going to be there, but she's not really doing the gimbal normally and I'm not going to be able to be there. Could you go help out? If you had an associate that you are used to working with, you could train them on things that, that way, if either of you weren't able to come, you would have the same exact prompt product for your client
0: well how many times have you seen it where husband and wife are 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 filming or or doing photography and it's like oh the wife is pregnant Mm -hmm. now i have to do all this by myself now last minute i'm having to train someone up it's like getting in front of that getting at least like a new blood to just be in and be hungry and like helping you out
1: you will be shocked how good these people can get i promise you so i was going to say this if you made it this far in the episode we have a class that we um that we're going to be doing for team building for wedding filmmakers, if that's at all interesting to you. Um, we're gonna be doing this class on May 11th. And so if you're interested in this, um, we'll get you more details, but head over to weddingfilm.school forward classes and just sign up. It's a free class. Um, the time we're not sure on, we're, either, we're, probably, we're gonna do it somewhere in the workday, somewhere after lunch, before five. So we'll get you that. But head over there, um, weddingfilm.school forward slash classes. And we're going to have just that free opportunity for you to kind of get plugged in. We've talked about associates and b- building associates. But in this one, we're going to talk about the intentionality of building out teams of people and multiple associates and kind of make enculturating the associate culture into your business.
0: Right. So cool, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Wedding Film School show again. Uh, if you want to be able to connect with the community, Facebook is a good place for that. Yes. Check out Wedding Film School, the Facebook group. Um, ask questions. That's somewhere where you can hire a lot of mercenaries uh, if you like or just try to bring people on who are friends. Uh,
1: Make real friends. Lifelong I'll- friends.
0: Also, if you want to uh, watch our YouTube channel, um, that's a good place where you can find a lot of content about your reviews. We also do a lot of behind the scenes of actual wedding days. um, And you want to learn from osmosis, uh, follow us behind the scenes there. That's a great place to do that as well. Guys, again, thank you for listening to this episode of The Wedding Film School Show. And we'll see you again next week.